Welcome, everybody, to uh, our next episode in this uh, podcast. Uh, this is John. And this is Greg. And uh, and this is, uh, you know, uh, you know, we can talk about the name now. We, I, we, uh, we're kind of going through these iterations of trying to figure out the name for this podcast. And this week, we're going to call it Random Crap. Does that sound good to you, Greg? Well, by iterating, let's just be clear that I have done nothing to help you in this regard, right? <laughs> that's 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 fair. That's fair. And we have reached out to uh, to others, and we'll get to that a little bit later to uh, to help us brainstorm on a name. We haven't really received any help, so. Uh, but but we uh, our our intent is to to publish this a little bit more widely this week, and so uh, so we need a name. So you, we discuss random crap so uh we're gonna call it random but here crap. can i can i just raise an issue with you and that is uh when i uh navigated through to where this is located um there you had you had more than just the, the title of the podcast you said yeah that uh-huh. the two of us were going through uh midlife crises and that, yeah. and that, that had something to do with the motivation for doing the podcast originally. That's true. But I, I just, I don't remember being in crisis. Yeah. So I'm just wondering. I'm just Greg, wondering I, where I've known you for. I've, I've known you for several years. You're you're most definitely hmm. in crisis. I, maybe you're not um, self-aware, but uh, but you're in crisis. <laughs> So I guess that's that's the point of this podcast. We're going to try to point that out, that how you are in crisis. You are in <laughs> going through this midlife crisis, so, and so am I. So that's fine. But today we're going to talk about random crap. Actually, the topic today is we're going to talk about uh, how my behavior and my sports superstitions and how I've been able to effectively uh, modify the outcome of sports games throughout my life is completely normal behavior. And uh, we're gonna we're gonna dive into that uh, a little bit today. And that sounds yes. right. And and and, and what? well, we need to talk about some of the people who have helped us along the way. True. And true. By talking about, I mean talking crap about. So I'd like to talk. Yes. I'd like to talk about some of uh, of our our quote unquote fans out there. <laughs> yes, we will talk about all five of them, or eight of them, however many there are. So, perfect. So, uh, let's get started. This is uh, this is random crap. Okay. Uh, so, Greg, it's it's been a couple. Of, hey, by the way, should we have fake names for this podcast? What do you mean? Like, like? I mean, I mean, like, like, uh, like pseudonyms. Like, yeah, like like uh, like Mad Dog or uh, Mad Dog in the Morning. Oh, I think that's more of a moniker, isn't it? <laughs> okay, I don't well, think they mask their identities because I was going to say that that cat is out of the bag. Don't don't you think? That's true. All right, I just I'm just throwing it out you, there. Should we just something something catchy? Should we just have catchy names or no? That's I I'm not opposed to that mainly because I want to hear what ridiculous name you come up with for yourself. <laughs> it. We can't even come up with a name for the podcast. Let's let's maybe that's step one. 
that's step one. And then we'll, we'll, we'll come up with our own names, but I, I haven't talked to you in a couple of weeks. So what's, what's new? What have you been up to? I've been staring out my window, John. Yeah. Still working from mm-hmm. home. Yep. The, uh, we, we did have some excitement yesterday. We had, uh, we had oh, yeah. a crane at our house. Like uh, uh, the machine or the bird? <laughs> the machine. Okay. And we had some trees taken out of our yard. And, uh, That's yep. exciting. And, and you know that um, before I ended up behind a desk as a jockey, uh, I was in the forest service for a number of years and that I was a chainsaw operator. And um, I really, really, really wanted to get out there yesterday and fire up the chainsaw. However, uh, I'm not really too keen on climbing trees and, uh, and watching these, this crew uh, climb all over these trees and uh, with a crane and all that was, it was pretty neat. So we got some good pictures. Uh, The toddler now knows the various parts of the crane, the boom, the crane, uh, Good. The rigging, so yeah, vo- vocab skills are are a plus with uh, with the three year old. Well, that's that's uh, yeah, I, that's uh, very exciting. That's 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 great. You, you know what? So, uh, speaking of climbing trees, I um, when I when Sally and I first got engaged, and I moved to Arizona, which is where she's from. Uh, that my first day in Arizona, my brother-in-law, my now brother-in-law, <clears throat> who's just a couple of years older than me, he, um, at the time he, uh, was, was doing this, um, palm tree trimming business. So he would get up in these palm trees and, and trim them up. And, and he invited me to go help him. This is my first day in Arizona. <laughs> go help him. So I, I went and what time him. of year? This was in the end of June, oh. mid, mid to end June. It was hot. And I would climb up on the roof. So, so a couple of times these palm trees were sort of hovering over the, the roofs of the house. And um, so I would climb up to the, to the roof. And he was up there climbing the trees, trimming these, these, these palms. And they're flying at me, flying with bugs and scorpions and everything flying out of there and it was i hate it was crazy. <laughs> I thought he was trying to kill me it was the worst um we uh you and i talked about some feedback that we got on making sure that our podcast was high energy right out of the gate mm, yeah, yeah, yeah and uh and some of the the feedback that you got w- w- was from um, your recent high school graduate and one, yeah, yep. my daughter, and then yeah. uh, and then one of your relatives who's also around your daughter's age, if I if I remember right. Yeah, and uh, I'm just yeah. I'm just thinking right now about what they would think about this podcast so far when we were talking about <laughs> tree maintenance and where that sort of puts yeah. us on the relevant scale. <laughs> Culturally. It's funny you said that because so a couple of yeah not not very high so a couple of days ago I told her that we were recording this episode on Friday and uh, her her immediate response to me was please don't make it boring yeah so all right so I, I guess we should just move on you know what I did 
Greg, I uh, I went back to the gym last week, and I, I know I haven't really talked to you since then, but my gym opened uh, last Wednesday at three o'clock. So I cleared my schedule uh, Wednesday afternoon. I went in, I went to the gym at two forty five p.m. and there were already probably thirty to of forty people were. in line. Of course there were. So I got in. I got in. And uh, it was awesome. Um, I couldn't lift my arms above my <laughs> shoulders the next day, next three days. So it's been great. I bet I've been pre- pretty much every day since then. It was awesome. Um, John, we all know that you. Are, well, those folks who know you know that you um, you you're a planner and you prepare for things. And so, can you just walk us through what the prep? was like for your return to the gym? <laughs> so approximately 30 minutes before, uh, before my gym time, I took my pre-workout drink. Um, you know, I start, start listening to the music, to the workout playlist. Got to get, got to get in beast mode, get to the gym. Um, I had already done cardio that day. <clears throat> so, which was on the heavy bag, my heavy bag at home. So I, I didn't where I was just going to straight lift. So I just got in there and I just tore it up. Pre-workout mindset, beast mode mindset, tear it up. Three steps. <laughs> <laughs> it was awesome. You know what? You know what? Uh, I should start doing steroids. <laughs> you know, I thought I, that thought crossed my mind the other day. Smooth. You know, just move to Mexico. Every far, I'm in every... my, I'm in my early forties. I, I, I've, I've earned it. I should, I should be doing steroids. Apparently, now. you don't even need a prescription uh, in any of the pharmacias. In, in Tijuana. Yeah. <laughs> no, you could be eight years old and you can walk in and get fake steroids. <laughs> yeah. That's a that's that's a story for another yep. day. <laughs> Well, uh, Greg, so we are talking about superstitions today and, and particularly sports superstitions and not, not superstitions that the players may have, right? Because th- those are pretty well yeah. known. It's pretty well known that particularly in baseball or, or maybe some other sports, if you, uh, if you pitch well, then you wear the same socks for every game or, you know, like Wade Boggs, you know, he was famous for having the same pre- pre-game meal every time so not that but i'm talking about uh the superstitions of fans that believe that what they do or say or how they act can actually affect or change the outcome of a game right Mm -hmm. and and this this topic has come up we've talked about this quite a bit because i am a i am a victim of these Mm -hmm sorts of superstition says you <clears throat> I, I yeah i'm a victim i'm a i am a mm-hmm. victim and and uh you know and, and just just as a baseline so i am obsessed with certain sports teams that's true <clears throat> uh i for basketball i am obsessed with the utah jazz everyone who knows me knows this i've told my wife many times over the years that our we have a wonderful marriage We've been married for almost 22 years. 
Uh, but it would be even better if she lo- just loved the jazz. And I, <laughs> and I, and I mean that when, when we got engaged, my mom sent her a big, like, welcome to the family gift basket. <laughs> I don't know. As if she needed like a gift basket. I don't know if it was, uh, out of pity i don't know what it was but it was full of jazz yeah. stuff, like a big jazz blanket all jazz, utah jazz stuff and um so i i love it i usually I, I named my first son after the greatest point guard in history who happened to play for the utah jazz so i love them i love you know the kansas city royals i'm love them i'm a big arizona cardinals fan because uh, I grew up going to their uh, training camp every year. And and I, I love my beloved University of Utah Utes. So, um, <clears throat> so I love those teams. And um, as I was doing some research on, you know, just to see if there was anything out there, I just wanted to see if the behavior that I'll get to here in a minute is, is that I've, I've exhibited since I was young, a, a kid. Um, and have carried that, that, you know, those types of behaviors and those superstitions throughout my life. I want to see if they were normal, if any studies have been done. So I actually found one, Greg, out of the, uh, out of, uh, Western Kentucky university. And, uh, we haven't talked about this, but I, I want to read to you some snippets from the study. So they took 234 students from an undergrad psych class. I'm there, listening. And they asked them, they asked them to fill out. Uh, like a superstition questionnaire, some other stuff to assess their anxiety, depression, uh, their need to control things. I mean, there are a variety of questionnaires that they fill them out. So there were a handful of comments on superstition that even just preceded their analysis and their findings in, um, in the study. And honestly, some of these, uh, Maybe I'm the one who's not self-aware because as I was reading through these, I thought, is that, is that really who I am? (laughs) I mean, is that, is there really a link there between my superstitions and some of the other sort of disturbing things that I read? So this first one, so this study explains that people engage in superstitious behaviors when they feel as if they're losing control over their own lives. And their and their brains are searching for order and structure. Oh. I don't feel like that's I don't feel like that's me. I'm I'm very I'm a I'm a I'm a man of routine. Well, if it is, I'm very ordered. And if it is you, then it's been going on for a very long time. If you've been doing this since it, since a kid, yeah, yeah. Maybe I didn't have that order and structure as a kid, and 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 it just became habit. So here's another one. So this other study postulates that exposure to stress and the desire for control increases the frequency that people engage in superstition. So I am, I am, I am stressed. I'm a stressed person. I don't think, I don't think that this, uh, I don't, don't think, think so? that this, no, I, what I was going to say is I don't think you've really uh, provided a full picture of the neurosis here. I know I'm getting to that. I just, I just want to, this is a precursor that I'm going to get into my actual behavior, but uh, this one says uh, this other study found that persons living in high risk areas, especially 
or no high risk areas were more likely to engage in superstitious behaviors. This hmm. serves to give them artificial control over their likelihood of future events. You know, I grew up it where Footloose was yep. filmed. That was the country. Yep. It was the most rural. It's not anymore. It's grown quite a bit, but it was a super rural area at the time. So I don't know that my area was really a high risk area. That's uh, remind me. Did they did they Uh, allow dancing? No, no, you didn't know that Footloose was based on a true. No, I knew it was, but I didn't remember that it was like your town. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely is our town, and um. Yeah, for sure. In fact, uh, yeah, Kevin Bacon's character is actually, I didn't want to say this. <laughs> I, I didn't want to say anything, but it was actually after me. <laughs> and my, my days of angry dancing in, in empty warehouses and flour mills. I just affect change. That's what I do. We are more likely to engage in superstitions when faced with a situation that makes us anxious. That I mean, that I mean, the sports, the sports. If sports makes you anxious, then obviously that's that makes sense. There's been research demonstrating a link between OCD, obsessive compulsive disorder, and the participation in superstitious mm. behavior. There's a lot of a lot of comments about control. Feeling like one is losing control is a major precipitant to the participation in superstitious behavior. I buy that. How about this one? This is the last one. Uh, a recent study sought to make the connection between team performance and engagement in magical thinking, such as belief in curses. <laughs> the study determined that high-identified fans experience a threat to their identity when their identified team p- performs poorly as a result of this threat and as a way to regain their self-identity, some of these fans have turned to the belief in curses and other forms of magical Ooh. thinking. That's total. So, you know, I've always said that the way I affect the outcome of games through my superstitions, yeah. it's either, it's either magic or science. I, I just haven't really gotten yeah. to the bottom of that yet. It's either, it's one of the two. It's either math, magic, or science. But, That's, I guess, but yeah, good. but usually boils down to uh, wearing an article of clothing mm-hmm. the right way. That's one. That's one thing. Yeah, that's or, true. Or or the wrong or, way, or not at all. Or not at all. I have I have certain rules, and that's you know, yeah. So one of my rules is you don't wear your team gear on game right. day. That would be that I, would be I, that. That's fatal during. That's fatal to your team. Fatal. Hopes. I, during the football season last year, college football season, a, a colleague of ours, former colleague of ours, uh, who is all, was from Utah, um, and uh, w- and was a big fan of of Utah football, came in uh, on game day with socks, Utah socks, and when I saw it, <laughs> I thought, it's over. I'm not going to watch the game. <laughs> You just, you friggin' ruined it. What the heck? I don't, I don't get it. Uh, so, so clearly, Greg, the result of this study uh, is that the outcome of, of games are indeed influenced by our superstitions and that, and the cause is either magic or science. 
more studies are, need to uh, are needed to determine that. So that that's kind of what I drew from yeah. that study. Yeah. Another another area where you've gone is that that I find interesting <laughs> is that you've banned family members from your house mm. <laughs> during the game. Well, let's let's not get ahead of ourselves. Oh. So let's let's start. Let's let's go back to you know little Johnny running around. Very young, I don't know, seven, eight, nine. Selling baseball old. cards out of his house. Sell, selling baseball cards out of his room. <laughs> what at home watching the jazz game or or the or whatever um, game that we were watching. So my so this is one of my earliest memories of of this sort of uh, of me being a victim of these superstitions. <clears throat> and. Uh, in in our house, we had we had a little uh, statue of a of a Buddha, and um, my dad, uh, who was in the Vietnam War, he brought it home. He was stationed in Okinawa for a while. He's in the Marine Corps. He brought it home from uh, Okinawa, and it sat on our fireplace. He was not Buddhist. He was not Buddhist. I'm not Buddhist. None of us are Buddhist. But he brought it home from Okinawa as like a souvenir. And um, so, so while, while, uh, while uh, you know, the Jazz or, you know, whatever game we're watching of our team, uh, in order for our team to do better, I would take that, that statue or the little figurine and rub its belly. <laughs> and... And I felt like the faster that I rubbed the belly, the better the outcome would be. And th- I'm not even joking. This is seriously was my mindset at a very early age. This is what I would do. Now, when my not to get dark on you, but when my dad passed away about eight years ago, <clears throat> um, I, I, we were going through some of his stuff, and I found the 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 buddha statue and that that was the only thing i wanted so i actually have it here now in it's my priceless house. it's priceless <laughs> but that that was early when i was i do remember um when i was a young kid i i was i did like byu football um i'm ashamed to say that now but i did at the time and do you remember ty you remember who ty Devon was of course yeah two-time heisman winner one he only had one at one wait what he won. He won the. He won the. Heisman oh Awards. yeah, one. Yeah, one. Yeah. yeah, he won it one year, and then was. Uh, he was up for it again the following year, right? Right, right, right. But he won it, the year that he won it. Uh, it was the first time that he had uh, that any BYU. I don't even know if the Steve Young was up for the Heisman. He may have been. I don't know. But Ty Demmer had a real shot at it. So me and a few of my friends, his his jersey number was fourteen. Me and a few of my friends took the number fourteen Utah Transit Authority bus <laughs> from. It's the only time in my life I took the UTA, <laughs> only time ever. We took it that Saturday morning down to Orem, Utah, to the University Mall, and we hung out at the mall uh, that whole morning, and through early afternoon, took the took the bus back home to watch the the Heisman ceremony and when he won it I was convinced 
that it was because we took the 14 bus. But did you take the 14 bus <laughs> intentionally to send good yes. vibes Ty Demmer's yes. way? It was yeah, absolutely. I don't care where the 14 was taking us. It happened to be taking us to Orem nearby the for, mall. For an, or, for an orange uh, Julius. For an orange Julius. <laughs> That's right. That's right. So you want to get weird? You want to get weirder? I, I don't so, think it get, can get much weirder, but let's go. Oh, oh, it can. And I still and I still do this, Greg. This is no joke. So I remember at an early age, <clears throat> I I had this this mindset, or I thought that the timing of my of when I inhaled and exhaled <laughs> would affect how a certain play would go. So I'll give you mm-hmm. an example. So if I'm watching a basketball game and the team I'm rooting for uh, is yep. playing, uh, and I always thought that if I inhaled when I'm breathing, inhaled at the at the point when they cross half court, when they have possession of the ball, and they cross, well, I've never told you this, have I? Because I don't I don't think I've told anyone this because this is like this is another level yeah. of crazy. Uh, the point when my team has possession of the ball and they cross half uh-huh. court, I have to be inhaling at that same, like inhaling at that time. And then with the teams that I want to lose, when they cro- when they cross half court, I have to be exhaling. Wow! And so, and fo- for football, if the team that I'm rooting for is, you know, if they have possession of the ball and they snap it, I have to be inhaling when they snap it. Is this for every game? Just the, t- the for the teams that I care about, yeah, and and also the the direction I so if I am turning my head right, my team does better left, uh, not so much. So I have to. I, that's also part. Okay, of it. tell me how you've put your family's <clears throat> uh, health and safety at risk during. <laughs> During championship <laughs> events, I've never put my my family's health and safety at, at risk. Never. This all so Sally actually got her first dose of it when we were engaged. She came and visited me. Uh, I was just finishing up my sophomore year at college. She came and visited me, and it happened to be in nineteen ninety eight, spring of nineteen ninety eight. Which, if you saw the last dance, yeah, Michael Jordan Chicago Bulls documentary, you know what oh, was yeah. going on in April, May, June of 1998, the NBA playoffs. The Jazz went to the NBA finals. Right. Well, when she came and visited me at college, they were in the conference finals, and they were playing the San Antonio Spurs. So this is before all the Chicago Bulls stuff. And so I would like ask her, and she had her chance to to bow out of this whole marriage <laughs> thing uh, before we tied the knot. But I would add, like, it would it, like her where she was sitting in the room. I, I remember, uh, you know, asking her to to either step out. We had the door open; it was warm. You know, step outside or like jump up and down or whatever it was. Uh, whatever was helping my team to win, and and you know that the Jazz won that series. They do, yeah. So it worked. It worked. It worked. 
So, yeah, so with respect to my family, um, I'll I'll give you some examples. So, you you know, in in 2015, the Kansas City Royals won the World Series. And uh, and we were, I mean, our whole family was involved, uh, most of our family, I don't know, a couple of them probably didn't care. Um, in, in that we're very involved and, and, uh, invested in that series. And, uh, there, there were times when, um, yeah. So, I mean, the kids, I would ask them to or make them ask, maybe make mandate, whatever you want to call it, uh, them to sit in certain areas of the room <laughs> or, you know, if, if uh, I think they were playing the Giants uh, in the World Series, if the Giants hit a home run, I'd, I'd ground one of them. Or one time, I do remember this, and Sally is totally on board with this, by the way, <laughs> because, and Sally's my wife, for those of you who know. Um, she's on board with this because one time, I do remember this, that the Royals were down by a few runs, uh, she was watching it with me. She left to go run some errands. And while she was away, uh, the Royals came back and took the lead. Yeah. So I immediately called her and I said, please don't come home. Naturally. Until this game is over. And she said, John, I get it. <laughs> I I totally agree. This is either magic or science working yep. here. One of the two. So <laughs> I'm going to stay away. And it worked. You know, they won the World Series that year. So there you go. Yeah, what you wear is important. It's important. You never wear team gear on game day. You just don't. That's, uh, uh, that's just bad. There will be, there'll be times when I'm, watch, I'm watching a, a basketball game, for example. And if the Jazz are doing poorly – uh, I'll just ignore, I'll, I'll ignore them for a while. It's like this whole concept of playing hard to get. Like if I play hard to get in, in my, in my viewing of this game, then they'll try harder to please. Me. <laughs> Do you t- and so I, so I'll flip through the channels or I'll, I'll get on my phone uh-huh. until they, until they, until yeah. they come back, until they start doing better, and then I'll pay more attention yeah. to the game. But I, that's that is, I do that. Yeah, that that may that's true. That makes a lot of sense to me that they would, <laughs> that they would. In fact, they probably that they probably talk about that during timeouts. You know, or in well, between, or in between again, innings. Look, Greg, I'm not dumb. I know they don't know what I'm doing. All right. <laughs> It's it's not it's not that they're aware of what I'm doing. It's just the cosmic forces. Yeah. Again, it's either magic or science. I don't mm-hmm. know yet. But some either the magical or scientific forces are are affecting the game. Now, to be clear, the Jazz have never won a championship. The Royals have won a World Series in 2015, but the previous one was in 1985. <laughs> the Cardinals have never won a championship, uh, Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, I look, I, I'm just trying to find the right. I, that, to me, that just means I haven't found the right combination of superstitions to apply in order to help them to victory. So it's, it's, a, it's a lifelong quest. 
Well, we'll uh, we'll but. continue to watch with interest, John. <laughs> but you, how about you? You don't, this is uh, this has all been all about me. You don't have any uh, weird. No, nah. not that there. Not not that anything I said is weird, but uh, you don't have anything mm-hmm. like that. Nope, nope, totally normal. So, um, so based on what I said, do you think that's? Uh, you think that's abnormal? I think we should include a clinical psychologist in our focus group. Well, we tried to get a guest to give some some third party perspective. Yeah, we did, her, and it didn't work. Well, no one no one wanted to join us. Yeah, well, and, and uh, I'm glad that you brought that up because he, here's my read of the situation: is that all of the people who have had something to say. Yeah. about this podcast um, seem to have no problem taking pot shots at us by text. Yeah. But then when it comes to putting up or shutting up, so to speak, and coming on this show and giving us some real honest feedback, it's like crickets. I know. What? I know they're 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 scared. I I get it. I get it. I would be scared if I had to join this group as well. Uh, you know what? I I forgot to mention this. Uh, as I was as I was looking through the app, so we use Anchor, the app Anchor, to record these podcasts. There's actually a uh, a feature on Anchor that allows you to send a link out to people to, and they can record a voice message that you, then you can play on the, on the, uh, on your episode. So I think I might do that. If they're, if they're too nervous or scared to join us, uh, live, then I'll, I'll, they can record their message. And, and if it's nice, I don't want, I don't want mean comments. Do you, I don't want mean comments on this. Uh, I don't, I don't mind mean comments. I mean, I think we have some, I I think we have some people in our, our focus group that have a little bit of a, a mean streak in them. Yeah. But, uh, I, I guess this goes back to my, uh, wanting to control oh. every aspect of my life and the anxiety that causes me. Well, you're probably wearing your hat wrong. If, uh, if somebody says something <laughs> mean about you when they're That's recording, true. That's just science. Mm-hmm. That's just science. Yeah. Well, that, I, <laughs> I, I'm all for that. I I think, uh, and then I, I think that'll give uh, that'll give us something to look forward to for the next one. Um, maybe bring us up a, a peg or two on on your daughter on your daughter's uh, scale of cultural relevance. Yeah, yeah, I agree. So I, uh, you know, if she's going to college this fall. Um, I'm certain that she's going to share this. If we're still doing this in the fall, share this with all our friends. It'll it'll get around. Yeah, it'll get around the campus like wildfire. Oh, it's going to be the podcast sweeping Logan. Utah. <laughs> 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 all right. Hey, what did uh, did, did you learn anything today, Greg? I, I can tell you something I learned. I learned that I'm perfectly normal in every way, and and uh uh or that i'm actually pretty jacked up i'm not sure which but i learned one of those i things. learned that um sally was wise enough to stop you from naming your second kid malone after you named your first kid stockton 
Uh, that was a sincere and valiant effort on my part, <laughs> and I'm just I'm grateful for one of those names, but that's okay. That's and Maddie, okay. or uh, and the last kid would have been named um, Hornacek if, uh, if Sloan. Oh, yeah, Sloan. Rest in peace, Jerry. That's right. That's right. Malone, Stockton, and Sloan. <laughs> rest in peace. That's good. Well, uh, I appreciate uh, the opportunity to this therapy session. Um, and um, I, I feel like I got a lot of stuff off my chest. I've told you things, Greg, that I haven't really revealed to anyone about my, uh, my own psyche when it comes to my sports teams. And so this, is, this has been very beneficial for me. I feel like I've, I've really uh, turned a we'll corner look, here. We'll Thank look for you. you in the DSM-6. Okay. All right. Thanks, Greg. Uh, Thanks, everybody. This has been uh, another episode of Random Crap. Uh, Have a great, have a great week. Bye, y'all. Bye.